This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bann. This is London. London calling in the home, overseas, and European services of the BBC and through United Nations Radio Mediterranean. And this is John Snag speaking. Supreme Headquarters, Allied Expeditionary Force, have just issued communique number one, and in a few seconds I will read it to you. Under the command of General Eisenhower, Allied naval forces, supported by strong air forces, began landing Allied armies this morning on the northern coast of France. I repeat that communique. Communique number one. Under the command of General Eisenhower, Allied naval forces, supported by strong air forces, began landing Allied armies this morning on the northern coast of France. Soldiers, sailors, and airmen of the Allied Expeditionary Force, you are about to embark upon the great crusade toward which we have striven these many months. The eyes of the world are upon you. The hopes and prayers of liberty-loving people everywhere march with you. In company with our brave allies and brothers-in-arms on other fronts, you will bring about the destruction of the German war machine the elimination of Nazi tyranny over the oppressed peoples of Europe, and security for ourselves in a free world. Your task will not be an easy one. Your enemy is well-trained, well-equipped, and battle-hardened. He will fight savagely. But this is the year 1944. Much has happened since the Nazi triumphs of 1940-41. The United Nations have inflicted upon the Germans great defeats in open battle, man to man. Our air offensive has seriously reduced their strength in the air and their capacity to wage war on the ground. Our home fronts have given us an overwhelming superiority in weapons and munitions of war and placed at our disposal great reserves of trained fighting men. The tide has turned. The free men of the world are marching together to victory. I have full confidence in your courage, devotion to duty, and skill in battle. We will accept nothing less than full victory. Good luck, and let us all beseech the blessing of Almighty God upon this great and noble undertaking. Many men will count the hours as they 
It is Tuesday, 6 June in the year of our Lord, 2023. is the 79th commemoration of uh, the landings at Normandy on uh, D-Day that, as you heard General Eisenhower say, commenced the uh, Great Crusade that would go across Europe uh, within um, one year of this uh, landing. 150,000 combat troops uh, landed over a period of uh, several hours early in the morning, starting at dawn. Uh, Previous to that, the 82nd, uh, 101st Airborne had dropped in on the western beaches behind Utah to secure the uh, the uh, transportation nodes and cut off the railroads and take bridges so that the Germans could not um, reinforce their troops on the beach. Of the 150,000, about 10,000, they assume 10 to 12,000 casualties. The most uh, famous is uh, Omaha Beach. And the reason Omaha Beach was a four-mile stretch right there that connected Utah and Point de Hoc uh, with the uh, Canadians and the British at uh, Gold a Sword, Sword in uh, Juneau. And it actually, because of the centerpiece, had to be taken against uh, enemy bluffs. That's, if you've seen uh, The Longest Day, if you've seen uh, Private Ryan, that's the beach really gets the most focus because it was a slaughter. Almost the, virtually the entire first wave uh, that came ashore at dawn were casualties, either uh, K, uh, KIA or... Um, or wounded. Uh, the um, the reason Omaha is so important is it became late in the morning, early in the afternoon. There was actually the the second wave hadn't really uh, had much effect. They were up against the seawall, and there was discussions, actual discussions on the beach because uh, back in those days, uh, the the problem we had was NCOs and junior officers. The training of NCOs and junior officers because all the troops were basically uh, quite green. And they actually discuss uh, extraction from the beach, which had been catastrophic. Number one, it had been a terrible morale uh, killer. Number two, you would not have been able to unite or connect uh, the paratroopers of the 101st and the 82nd and the troops that landed at Utah Beach or the rangers that went up at Point de Hoc. The Germans would have been able to split the invasion in two and start to drive guys back into the sea. So Omaha had to be held. Uh, late in the, in the morning, a cur- Colonel uh, George Taylor going up and down where the troops were in absolute shock, said, hey, there are two types of people on this beach. Those are dead and those are about to die. we got to get out of here. So they started to put uh, Bangalore torpedoes and went up to the seawall to blow it up. But there's an amazing piece uh, by Eric Hogan today. Uh, I think it's actually up on National Review. It's in a bunch of newspapers throughout the country. And Eric is, I think, an amateur historian, wrote an incredible piece about the, uh, the three angels of Normandy and its captain, uh, Joseph Dawson, uh, Lieutenant John Spaulding, and particularly Tech Sergeant uh, Philip Streisick, uh, they actually worked their way up through a, through a gully, got up above uh, the, uh, the cliffs, or right there, not a cliff, but a very high ridge where the Germans were, and were able to work themselves around. These are just three average guys, right? This is the average uh, American that was the infantry Remember, all the elites had gone into the Army Air Corps. All the elites were in special forces. They were Rangers, OSS. Uh, the infantry was kind of the the uh, the cream of the crop, as they would say, right? As infantry normally is, they got to get the job done. Dawson, Spalding, and uh, Strasik got up above and behind the Germans. Uh, Dawson waved to guys and then sent Strasik and Spalding and back of them to attack the German uh, guns from the rear. And actually was able to suppress the fire. 
so that the troops on the uh, in front of the seawall could actually get the Bangalore's uh, torpedoes underneath and, and blow up uh, and breach uh, breach the seawall. Act of heroism. The um, they were awarded those three were awarded distinguished service crosses. And it's said that um, they may they should have been up for the Medal of Honor, but they got this uh, distinguished service cross. Uh, Streisick himself is a very interesting kind of prototypical uh, American of Polish descent. Uh, eighth grade, he um, dropped out of eighth grade to become a truck driver uh, to help the family because um, in those days, obviously with the Depression, you, you needed help. He was awarded. He fought in North Africa. This is a tech sergeant. He fought in North Africa, Sicily, uh, and then uh, Normandy landed, went all the way across Europe, fought in the Hurtgen Forest. Strasik um, was awarded four silver stars and six bronze stars in his time. At the Hurtgen Forest, he actually had a breakdown, PTSD or combat fatigue. After after winning four silver stars, six bronze stars, who actually was awarded, I think, a silver star for Hurricane, and uh, was shipped back uh, to a hospital back in the rear. He actually said at the time of all the combat he had had, he had been 440 straight days in uh, in combat, that uh, the worst thing had happened is a young uh, soldier had his jaw shot off and begged Streisick to kill him. Streisick killed him. He said... That never left him, and it was a uh, it was a huge reason he had this breakdown in the Hurricane Forest. Uh, Tech Sergeant Philip Streisick, an American hero, uh, just incredible. Those are the angels of D-Day, the angels of Normandy, and this article by Eric Hogan. We're going to get out and make sure is everybody can read it. Also, um, in closing, before we break this first segment off, and we're going to have. Congressman Anna Polina Luna is going to join us for breaking news at the end. On his, right before his 40th birthday, after moving to Florida after the war, becoming a, uh, a developer, a construction chief, because of the PTSD, right before his 40th birthday, uh, Tech Sergeant Streisick committed suicide. We're going to be right back in the war room. Many men came here as soldiers, many men will pass this way. Well, Congress once again allowed itself to be pushed into appeasing the administration and raising the debt ceiling for the 79th time, paving the way for continued reckless spending and further devaluation of the U.S. dollar. As our national debt continues to skyrocket, how are you protecting your savings? Times like these are a great reminder to diversify a portion of your savings into gold. And you can do that with the help of Birch Gold. Here's the easiest way to do it. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And you don't pay a penny out of pocket. As BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa band together against the dollar, more and more central banks are diversifying. You know what they're buying. Gold. Follow their lead. 
text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 for your free info kit on gold. There's no obligation, just information. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers, Birch Gold can help protect your savings, too. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. Do it today. Follow the central banks of the BRICS. Take action, 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 and take that action today. Host Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Um, we're going to talk more about uh, D-Day throughout the day. Also, we're going to talk about, really, uh, Overlord in the Battle of Norman. People think, you know, kids are taught today Pearl Harbor, uh, D-Day, Holocaust, and uh, Hiroshima. That's not World War II. We're going to talk uh, throughout this month about one of the biggest, most complicated battles in American history. That's Normandy. It took all the way to Paris, and we're going to go and talk about uh, that. Uh, D-Day, more of D-Day later in the day. Um, we got so much to go through, though. Uh, by the way, were you a tech sergeant? No, I was a senior airman before Moscow. Se- se- senior, senior, <laughs> senior airman. Yeah. Um, by the way, if 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 Congressman Anna Polina Luna hadn't been had showed up a little, showed up a little earlier for a hit, I don't think I would have gotten through that first segment. So thank you for your moral. <laughs> thank you for your moral. That was tough. That was tough. Um, you you've broken a lot of news. By the way, we've had also announcement today. The breakup of the biggest spy ring in the history of the United States. Yes, Sequoia Capital announced this morning that they're splitting in two, right? They're going to separate out their Chinese part from their uh, from the American part. Too late, Sequoia. We're still coming after you. Colonel Derek Harvey, Brian Costello, Lee Smith, Natalie Winters. We have an entire team on the investigation of the most corrupt organization in America. And that's saying something, Sequoia Capital. But Sequoia Capital, you can run, but you can't hide. Just like on oversight. Okay. You're you're a firebrand, but you're not a bomb thrower, right? You're <laughs> like a, you're a firebrand, but there's a difference. You're a firebrand, but not a bomb thrower. But you threw a bomb yesterday. I think it was during our afternoon show. And and also I'm looking down because we got the Anna Polina Luna alerts. And all of a sudden I see this thing coming out of committee. And by the time I saw it, I think Tim, it's had a million retweets. What 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 did you actually say? And how many retweets is this thing? This is one of the most viral things I've ever seen. So I think now it's um, upwards of 3.3 million impressions just on Twitter alone. But 3.3 million impressions. Yes. So um, obviously that's huge because, you know, uh, had not been for social media, I don't know that this truth would be out there like this. But I simply just put out a fact that came out of a briefing and oversight. So we know that Comer has been obviously working to get a certain document from the FBI that proves that Biden was receiving money from a foreign national, $5 million, when he was a vice president. So this is public corruption. And the FBI not only did not want to hand over this document, it's not classified, but they also said that if the um, informant who has been with the FBI for over 10 years, very credible sourcing, has been paid over six figures, this is not just some random schmuck. Paid over six figures for other things. For information. Of other things he's worked on. So obviously has a level of credibility. A hundred percent. The FBI was basically saying that this is one of their most trusted informants dating back to the Obama era. Um, but ultimately that they were in fear that this individual would be killed if they were unmasked. Hang on a second. Slow down. <clears throat> 
Because this is like now in a mob movie. Yes, and right. then it's like it's. I mean, between that and to the other point of the FBI is infiltrated. You have a spy by the name of One Eye. I mean, I say it, and I feel like I'm in a James Bond movie, but unfortunately, it's true. Who has been leaking information to their knowledge to Hunter Biden in regards to the ongoing investigation into him? So we okay, can't so even trust l- the FBI. L- l- let's connect all this. By the way. <clears throat> Yesterday, uh, I think, until Sequoia came along, the biggest spy in American history, Hansen, died, and we still, I think, totally know the reason, out in the in Supermax prison out in Florence, Colorado. FBI agent. And this was the guy that Angleton at the CIA went after. Angleton knew, and this drove Angleton mad, and quite frankly, destroyed the careers of probably 200 uh, CIA and FBI officers. Hunting for the greatest mole we ever had was an FBI agent, Hansen. You're saying now, so it's connected dots here. They got an informant, but they also have a mole in so the FBI. And this is correct. this is FBI testifying to Comer or talking to Comer talking on the Talking to Comer. Okay. So we have, in regards to the specifically Biden information, there's a whistleblower and there's an, a human source, an informant. Okay. So that's separate. Aside from that, there is a mole within the FBI who is leaking information to Hunter Biden, and his code name is One Eye. So we have the ongoing investigation into Hunter Biden via the FBI. They have information that they are refusing to give to Congress. They are telling Congress that they have a genuine fear that this individual will be killed if they are unmasked. This is one of their most trusted sources. And while this is all happening, we are finding out that not only is the president, this is not a conspiracy theory. We have evidence, okay? So now we're also finding out that the man sitting in the White House is basically guilty of national security violations. He's corrupt. Well, 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 hang on. So how do you know he's, from the information you have, how do you know, that's a big leap to say he's guilty. Why do you say that? Because of the information that the FBI has, proving that he has received a $5 million payment from a foreign national while he was, as the vice president, sitting basically next to Obama in the White House. And that's in addition to the funding that we're seeing coming out. Yeah, leave all the Chinese stuff aside. This is totally separate. This is $5 million, and we still don't know whether it's through Romania, from the CCP. But you're saying there's a whistleblower informant, and the FBI is informing Comer and the Oversight Committee that the FBI believes or the informant believes that if their name is exposed, they could be – they're afraid for their lives? They're the afraid FBI, of being assassinated? The FBI told Comer that they were had a credible fear that this individual would be killed if they were unmasked. So where does that leave? I mean, that you can't stop the investigation because that, to me that would drive it up to the, the highest priority to get done. Oh, we can't stop the investigation. And the fact that they don't want to give Congress, which is basically the answering authority that the FBI has to answer to. We are the people. You have to answer to us. You can't continue, one, to hide this information, and also, two, if you are in fear that you can't even protect your witness, why would you then continue to try to put that person in jeopardy, right? They would need to go into witness protection, and we have to open up a... Did did, did Comer, to your knowledge, did Comer, in talking to Ray and the FBI, say, if you have a fear and you're our lead federal law enforcement agency, where is that threat coming from? Is it from a foreign threat, or is it from... Associates with with the with uh, you know, with Biden and the people that this point to is it, where's the threat coming from? I wasn't in the room and I didn't hear the full back and forth. But what was interesting is that Comer was not the only one that heard this. Right, there was other staff present in the room, and I find it very alarming that the FBI still chose to hide that information from 
us saying that it was an ongoing investigation, which we know that the FBI can keep ongoing investigations forever. Um, Ultimately, though, the bigger issue is, is that they are basically thinking that they're not accountable to the people. And so on Thursday, we will be holding a hearing to mark up the bill to hold the director of the FBI in contempt of Congress. And frankly, that will go to the floor. So they think that this is the old, you know, 1.0 Republican Party. And I think that we absolutely have to hold these people accountable. You know, Steve, like I, I say this stuff and it's, it's crazy because it sounds like something that is made for a movie. But if we don't, who's going to do it? If we don't do it, who's going to do it? So we have to, and to my understanding, McCarthy has been working with McC- uh, with Comer on bringing that to the floor. Even if that's brought, let's play, even if that's brought to the floor, the, 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 is that going to be a civil or criminal? I think it'd be criminal. Okay. There'll be two of us then. Uh, maybe <laughs> throw Peter. No, but, but it's still, here's what I understand. When they say it's an ongoing investigation, to the best of your knowledge or Comer or the staff's, this is from what six or seven years ago. Six or seven years so, ago, at least it could be early. What what is the what is the what is the where do they stand in their investigation? I think that that's the questions that we want to know. If this is ongoing, you've had this information. You know that the law was violated. You did nothing. You had this information going into 2020. And by the way, the same FBI that's conducting the investigation has a mole that's leaking information to Hunter Biden probably leaking information on this as well to Hunter Biden. I mean, the extent of which the corruption exists is unknown. Your point is that they've known at least somewhat about this before the 2020 yes, election. Yes, they 100% did. did. No doubt in your mind. Yes, no doubt in my mind. Um, and particularly they knew it also in 2019 uh, when the laptop from hell was given over to the FBI. This goes back to when Joe Biden was vice president. Vice president, yes. But even when they got that, it connected more dots. Um Let's talk about the let's talk about the mole. How did the mole come up? How did you guys actually learn about the mole? The mole has been uh, briefed to us from the committee, from what we've been able to find out. But all I know is that this individual, they have not been able to identify who it is, and that they are leaking information about an active investigation into Hunter Biden to Hunter Biden. So, I mean, even in just saying that, you know, if this was you, for example. You can bet they would be trying to figure out who that mole yeah. was. Have they on on this whistleblower? Other whistleblowers are coming up. By the whistleblower law, that takes them out of the system for the FBI and deals directly with the committee as a whistleblower. C- can't you just tell the FBI we want to just deal directly with the whistleblower? Well, there's and, or a, they're not giving over the name. That they're not identifying. Letting you have any contact. Well, this is their human that's source. A, that's a violation of the law, isn't it? Well, there's a whistleblower. And there's an informant. The informant has been with the FBI for over 10 years and is one of their highest paid informants and sources. So they're saying that this individual, if unmasked, if we know who it is, that they have a credible fear that this person will be killed. And what about the whistleblower? There's many whistleblowers that have come forward. We know that one recently, I think it was on May 30th, yeah. just basically came forward and said that he um, he was an Israeli um, officer yes. that was working uh, alongside as an advisor with a Chinese company. He came forward, and now he's being charged with cooked up charges from the DOJ. They're trying to say that he's an illegal arms trafficker. Do you have to you have to bolt right? You have to bounce. Yeah, I have okay. to head out to. Uh, where do people get social media? Where do they follow you? Because this is an explosive and ongoing. Where do, where do people go? At Rep Luna or at Real Ana Polina. I want everybody to go there. 
once again, real quickly, on Thursday, what's going to happen to the best of your knowledge? So we are marking up a bill to hold the director of the FBI in contempt of Congress in House Oversight. Oversight, and you're working diligently on that. Yes, we, the, the, it's going to be an entire hearing. Uh, 30 seconds, shifty shift. So to my knowledge, tomorrow we will be taking the vote to censure him and potentially fine him. Tomorrow. Tomorrow night. And that has the, and that tomorrow night, and that has the, that backing of leadership. Yes, we're working on the bill right now. They're giving us lots of things now. <laughs> uh, great work. Thank you. Fantastic. And you're having a huge impact, I can tell you. Just the buzz around town, so fight on. Thank At you. At first they thought, oh, no, what's this shifty shift? The shifty shifting tomorrow is going to be historic. Yeah, I mean, he's going to go down as a liar, as he should. Yeah. Uh, shifty shift not going to be in the Senate, I don't think, after tomorrow night. <laughs> Congressman, thank you very much. Thank you. And thank you for helping me get through the first segment. That's your, your moral support. <laughs> and I'm Paulina Luna. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Short break. Friends, I can't believe the dire headlines we're facing in the world today. Everywhere you look, things are falling apart. That's why the smartest investment you can make right now is in your family's food security. Let me repeat that. Your family's food security. The reality is... You might not be able to find food when the next disaster strikes. Grocery stores will be empty because roads will be closed and trucks won't be able to make deliveries. When that happens, you need emergency food in full supply. That's why I urge you to grab a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. That's My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's largest preparedness company. When you order today, you'll save $200 on each kit you need. The food in these kits last up to 25 years, which means your family will stay fed while others wait for government handouts. Don't delay. Order your three-month emergency food kit today and save 200 bucks per kit. It's easy to order. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. You'll get fast and free shipping. Do this today or you'll regret it tomorrow. MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Take action, action, action. Do it today. Stephen K. Bath. Okay, welcome back. It is uh, 6 June, the 79th anniversary of uh, the landings in Normandy. Uh, obviously, uh, the 80th anniversary is going to be one that is going to be, you know, absorb the nation because there's very few of the uh, greatest generation uh, left. Um, and throughout the day, we're going to be talking about this. One thing on the Normandy landings, um, it was the most, comp- I think it's the most complicated, probably even more, I think, maybe than the moonshot. I know that sounds, but it was the combination. It was so meticulously planned. And it was a convergence of, uh, of technology and, uh, and personnel. And remember, the, the U.S. Uh, infantry always fought that we were, we were technology dependent, I think people would say, right? We were very technology dependent, and so it was it was meticulously planned uh, with all types of contingency plans, and was just from an industrial process was a, a masterpiece in, in planning, and even everything went wrong. Of course, stuff is always going to go wrong, particularly when you have that. Remember, one hundred and fifty thousand troops uh, on this day, uh, and I think the Americans put over one point one million. Uh, into the beaches and up into Normandy for the battle through the uh, through the uh, through the first or the Allies I should say the Allied armies 1.1 million by the end of June um, just extraordinary extraordinary human achievement of everybody had to come together to make that happen in the war that we're in today the war that's been declared on us by the Chinese Communist Party 
also is, is about personnel, but it's also about technology. Um, the biggest um, source inspiring that we've had, and it's ironic, it's the day after Hansen um, left this veil of tears out there in the Supermax prison, that Sequoia Capital today announced this morning that they're breaking up in either two or three segments, but the central thing is they're breaking up the Chinese piece from the, from the, um, from the American piece. And, you know, with Brian Costello and Colonel Derek Harvey and Natalie Winters and Lee Smith's going to be on in the next day or two, uh, an investigative team that we've got on this, as we've been arguing, uh, there is a uh, Mike Turner, Republican from Ohio, has shut down an investigation at the House Intelligence Committee on Sequoia Capital, and particularly uh, Neil Shen, right, and their transfer of uh, investments and transfers of technology to the Chinese Communist Party and the PLA. There's also, my understanding, a, a quite uh, thick FBI report that's sitting on the desk of Lisa Monaco. Uh, you know her as the hatchet woman for, uh, for Merrick Garland, uh, his deputy. Uh, the investigations, it's an open secret in this town uh, about the transfer of military technology from the United States and from, you know, emerging companies, whether it's artificial intelligence or any type of military technology. Voice of America today, the Voice of America, Jeff Selden over there, has done a piece about uh, the Australian Strategic Policy Institute's done this very thorough Analysis, and they've come up with the fact that China, the CCP, is leading in every, basically every category of military technology. 100% of that technology, 100%, has tr been transferred from the West, principally from the United States of America. I want to bring in Dr. Bradley Thayer right now, um, and we're, we're going to get to your amazing piece. I think it's up in National Review about holding the Chinese Communist Party accountable, uh, for the, for, and particularly accountable for their crimes. But we got to wake up to the fact that they're at war with us. Dr. Thayer, connect the dot here, but from the Australia Policy Institute that Selden's done this summary piece, it's quite good. I'm going to have Mo and, uh, and Grace put it up so everybody can see it. Uh, with the fact of, of the ongoing problem, and the London Times has had a huge investigative piece on Sequoia, on Sequoia Capital and the venture capital firms and private equity firms in this country allowing the military, the Chinese Communist Party did not become the leaders in these advanced things of, of military technology, including artificial intelligence, by their own work. Starting in the in the 90s with the Clintons, this is uh, it was a Bernie Schwartz in Laurel, the the transfer of American technology, really based upon this audience, because it's either been the it's either been the um, it's either been um, the um, your tax money that paid for this, that, that, that they stole or was given to them, or your pension fund money that was done through these private equity and venture capitalists. Walk me through Sequoia Capital and the Australian Policy Institute story that says how advanced they are in all these military technologies, sir. Well, the, the, Steve, it's great to be with you again uh, uh, today. Uh, they're linked. Um, as you said, um, we've been funding uh, the CCP in China's rise uh, uh, from uh, the uh, since Carter gave them most favored nation status in 1980, really, but that greatly accelerated under Clinton uh, when Clinton put them on the path uh, to a World Trade Organization membership. And in 94, uh, 
um, essentially said that they could have most favored nation status without any human rights safeguards uh, whatsoever. So it was Katie bar the door from that point, and the, uh, they were off to the races. Uh, Sequoia shows that the problem, as well as the Australian Strategic Policy Institute, those two issues are linked. Um, Sequoia is funding them, and they're trying to get ahead of what they would see as um, measures that might be taken uh, to restrict uh, their ability to make profits uh, in the U.S. and the West, as well as within China, by doing that division. But the ASPI, again, the Australian Strategic Policy Institute study, revealed that in 23 key categories of military technology, the Chinese were leading in 19 of them. So the vast majority, and particularly, specifically in hypersonics, electronic warfare, and undersea uh, uh, capabilities. And in hypersonics, uh, nine out of the 10 uh, leading research institutes uh, are in China, uh, not in uh, the West or in Japan or other uh, key allies in the Indo-Pacific. So this funding of China, the, of the Chinese Communist Party, has really allowed them to become uh, leaders in military technology, uh, which of course threatens uh, American security, the security of our allies, uh, and our interests uh, around the world. But 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 but, but <laughs> very specifically, though, a lot most of the technology they they lead in is exactly the technology you would want if you wanted to put a carrier battle group to the bottom of the Straits of Taiwan. I mean, to be brutally frank about it, uh, our uh, the, and we want to avoid a kinetic conflict. You know, the the, the working thesis, the theory of the case of the war room, in the Committee on the Present Danger, China, in the Miles Guo Group, the uh, you know, the whistleblower movement, a new federal state is we cannot get into a kinetic war with the Chinese because in getting in a kinetic war with the Chinese, it's going to be an away game. And, and right now you're going to have a carrier battle group defending the Straits of Taiwan or trying to break a blockade. And with the technologies that they've developed, stolen from us and transferred from us by these venture capital and private equity firms or companies that just look the other way, you're going to have a carrier battle group with 10, 12, 15,000 sailors at the bottom of the, you know, the carrier battle group and all its support and combatants at the, with a ton of aircraft at the bottom of the Straits of Taiwan. And the American people have never had that, right? That's even Coral Sea and Midway and other places, you didn't have that. It would be a psychological shock to the system. And the CCP knows that. Dr. Thayer, it, doesn't it concern you as a strategist that they, they've focused on so many of the technologies uh, from the hypersonic to the underwater war, to, you know, warfare, that would be perfect to set up uh, to really take on a carrier battle group of the United States uh, defending Taiwan? Absolutely, Steve. I'm, I'm not surprised because this is what they want to do. They want to be able to evict uh, the Seventh Fleet uh, from the Western Pacific and also target uh, our bases in Japan, in Guam, Hawaii, and, and the West Coast. We need to keep in mind, of course, the spy balloon was not just about intelligence collection, but that also was a key political warfare message. Uh, the Chinese or the Communist Party is saying that we can reach out and touch the American homeland uh, if war comes. That's what they're trying to signal. So uh, we have obviously a huge problem uh, in terms of what the, the fact that we've allowed them to uh, reach this point of where they're uh, at least our peers, if not in, in, in many capacities. Uh, ahead 
of uh, the U.S. military, and they're employing it, right? The sharp end of the sword is directed against our military uh, and our interests. So there's so much work to be done uh, to address this threat immediately. Um, and sadly, we're not seeing that from the Biden administration uh, to the extent which is uh, necessary. You were a key component. By the way, the Biden, you're not going to do that because the Bidens, you know, they're going to find eventually that this five million dollar bribe, even if it came through Romania, you're going to see that the funding of that bribe and others coming from the CCP, um, maybe not whole, but you're going to find that CCP's got hands in, in all every pot. Uh, you've been a key part of the committee in present danger, particularly the book, War Room's first book. As I told the new federal states, uh, the, the commemoration of the third anniversary, we waited at War Room so we could put out the indictment, the indictment of the Chinese Communist Party, and particularly their friends here in the United States. You've got an amazing piece up on National Review about holding the CCP uh, accountable for their crimes. Walk us through that. Well, certainly, Steve. I think what we need to do is to act, and that means uh, holding the Chinese Communist Party to account for their crimes, whether those crimes are historical ones that they've committed against the Chinese people in the wake of the Civil War or with the Great Famine, which may have killed in excess of over 40 million people uh, in China, or the ones that they're committing today. Uh, uh, we need to hold them to account. And the way to do that is to create a tribunal uh, made up of diaspora uh, individuals, people, uh, uh, Chinese citizens, people with experience, people who've been abused, to form a tribunal and to start uh, holding the CCP to account. We can't rely on the UN to do it. We can't uh, rely on The Hague uh, to do it and, of course, uh, uh, states to do it. So we need to essentially have action today uh, to form a tribunal so that we can document the crimes while they're in living memory, the historical crimes, as well as the ones that are being committed presently, and then to move into essentially a, a court uh, and to hold specific individuals to account for the genocide against Muslims taking place in Xinjiang and Yunnan provinces uh, in China, uh, the gross human rights abuses, the abuse of religious freedom, uh, and essentially uh, allow the Chinese people in absentia, in fact, to hold the Chinese Communist Party uh, uh, to, uh, uh, to account. It's not going to be done by anybody but uh, the Chinese people themselves. And the Chinese people are only free to act, act in the diaspora, that is in the United States, Australia, uh, and elsewhere around the world. So John uh, Liang and I are calling for a tribunal to be created uh, and to research, to document uh, these crimes, and then move forward to uh, essentially a prosecution against the Chinese Communist it's, it's, Party. It's, it's a brilliant idea, and we are committed to work with you to make sure this happens. Absolutely brilliant idea. It's so stunning. It's one of those ones. I was like, how did I not think of that? <clears throat> but I'll steal it, but I'll give an homage to Dr. Thayer. <laughs> Dr. Thayer, incredible idea. How do people get to you in your writings, social media, all of it, your books? Uh, CenterForSecurityPolicy.org, or you can find me on Getter and Truth at, uh, at Bradley Thayer. Thanks very much, Steve, for your support. Thank you, bro. I keep your book right over here, but I got I got a bunch of them in the, in, the, in one of my stacks, but it's just incredible. Uh, Thayer, uh, you're a patriot and a uh, and a hero. Keep keep grinding, sir. Thank you, Steve. 
What would the first wave of Normandy think that 79 years later, some of the biggest and most important institutions in the nation that they fought to make sure they were forever free were actually working with and making money with the existential threat of the 21st century? How would that, how would that play? Think about that for a moment. Short break. Darren Beatty's up next. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. Junk science. That's what the doctor called many of those fruit and vegetable supplements. Junk science because they use extracts of common produce department fruits and vegetables with few health benefits. Now look, I take Field of Greens because it's the whole organic fruit and vegetable, not a watered down supplement, and it's backed by a better health promise. Each ingredient in Field of Greens was scientifically chosen to support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidney health. Others support my immune system, blood pressure, metabolism, and healthy weight loss. I don't eat as healthy as I should. I got that. I know it. I own it. That's why I take Field of Greens. Like me, you'll probably look and feel healthier fast and have way more energy. And I mean way more energy. But your best proof will be at your next checkout checkup when your doctor says, hey, whatever you're doing, it's working. Keep it up. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com. That's fieldofgreens.com. And use promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com. Take action, action, action. Do that today. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech. Protecting free speech. And canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Hello, I'm Steve Stern, CEO of Flagshirt.com, a third-generation, veteran-owned small business. I believe that the American way of life is for all of us. I'm asking you today to visit flagshirt.com. Help keep the American dream alive 
Be a flag waver. Carry a nation's heritage. Use coupon code ACTION10 for 10% off site-wide and buy a flag shirt today. Action, action, action. Remember, at, uh, at Normandy, and the reason we did the first hour today, I wanted to uh, show you with Anna Polina Luna what exactly these scumbags, the Biden crime family, and not just that, the apparatus, the FBI, the CIA, Justice Department, DOJ, they're not working for you. You know, when they talk about, oh, this anti-institution, it's not Steve Bannon saying that. It's their own actions that are doing this. You see this, with what Congressman Luna's pointing out. And now you got to go to court to try to get this information they've known it for years. It's a disgrace. Now they're saying that the, 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 they are afraid. The FBI, our largest federal, you know what, police or investigative force, can't give congressmen the name because they're afraid the guy will be assassinated, be killed. They're afraid. What does that tell you about the people we're dealing with? Then you have Thayer and you talk about Sequoia. See, these Sequoia guys are some of the richest people in the country. They've made billions of dollars personally off of selling, monetizing American innovation, principally coming out of universities that you pay for, right, for the advanced you know, research that is then in applied research turned into to techniques and processes and technology sold or given to the CCP. That's become our greatest defender. And now we're worried about a carrier battle group defending Taiwan, Think about that for a second. What, what would those? What would the the ten thousand dead and wounded in Normandy think about that? What would the first wave at, at Omaha Beach, in the f- big big red one, the first infantry division, the twenty ninth, that got slaughtered? Those kids, not particularly well trained, got slaughtered right there. Thousand, I think of the four thousand casualties in Omaha. Thousand were in the first hour or so. How would they think of that? How are they going to think of this? Darren Beatty's here, Darren. I think over a year ago on this very show, you called out. Think about this for a second. Think about this on on the 79th anniversary of the landing at Normandy that Darren Beatty's on here now to talk about another win. Uh, But it deals with the Pentagon. It deals with the Pentagon, you know, what the Pentagon is doing to our young men and women. Darren Beatty, how did you how did you stop this, sir? You're right. It recalls an historic appearance on the War Room, one of many results achieved by the War Room and Revolver News in collaboration. This has to do with an individual called Bishop Garrison, whom longtime viewers might recall. This was the political hatchet man appointed by Lloyd Austin to purge the Pentagon to undertake an extreme vetting procedure to make sure that no quote-unquote extremists were in the military. But of course, what we found and what we reported, what we exposed, is that this guy's idea of an extremist is anybody who supports Trump. And we showed all of his tweets indicating as much. And we basically made Bishop Garrison pretty close to a household name, went from our reporting to War Room to the Hegseth show on Fox to uh, Jesse Waters, then to Tucker Carlson, and then back to War Room. And the funny thing is, Media Matters, the disgraced, second-tier, low-status, Soros-funded rag, one of Soros's go-to janitors at Media Matters, did us the favor and really the compliment 
of chronicling in detail the influence of this story on Bishop Garrison, all the way from Revolver and War Room around the conservative media, around the patriotic media, lamenting, really fuming about the fact that this generated so much negative attention and public pressure that this Pentagon office designated to purge conservatives and Trump supporters is now, quote unquote, neutralized, done, it's over. It's just a battle. I'm not saying we won the war here, but it's a significant well, ho, ho, battle. Ho, ho, ho. This is, no, this is huge. Over. This is huge. This is huge. This is huge. Because how much, how many, how many of the first wave at Normandy you think were MAGA? How many, how many were Make America Great Again? How many were the backbone of this country, patriots? Give me that again. What, what, what I know, we know what he was trying to do. He was trying, this is the extremists, these domestic terrorists, we're trying to get this all out of the military. You get, if you get the, um, the backbone of the country, the warriors out of the military, you're not going to have a military. You're going to have these people prancing around doing DOD uh, pride day, pride this. A lot of pride, a lot of pride in the first wave of Nor- at Normandy. A lot of that. Just, Don't just think to so. Remind Don't give me pride. Get, 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 yeah. yeah. No, people need to hear this just to be reminded of this kind of really affirmative action mediocrity that was selected by Lloyd Austin to run this purge. Just an example of one of the tweets that we exposed. He said, support for him a racist is support for all of his beliefs. He's talking about Donald Trump here. Here's the guy, this goes to show, in the one hand, people might hear and say, oh, extremism, that's a bad thing. Of course, we don't want it in the military. They don't mean extremism. They mean any normal, healthy American who supports Trump, who wants a secure border, who doesn't want tuck-friendly bikinis at Target. That's what they mean by extremists. And it's a great occasion here on the anniversary of of D-Day to really reflect on the disturbing fact every single one, I would venture to say at least 95, if not 90 plus percent of the people, the soldiers, the fighters, the heroes at D-Day, they would have been vetted out by Bishop Garrison. In fact, a hundred percent. Come on, dude. Probably, At least ninety. They were being yes. considered too far right for any mainstream position in the Come Republican on. Party. You'd have the GOP denouncing them as Nazis, ironically. And it's it's a you know it's it's beyond this piece. It gives us occasion to reflect. What were they fighting for? If they saw what America has yes. become, globalist American empire, would they look back and say, "Oh, the sacrifice no. was worth it"? No. Just hang on for a second. 90-second break. i got to get you in. I want to follow up on that. I want to talk about this target business model. John Solomon, the great David Clements. And uh, for War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. 
Just visit JaceMedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, JaceMedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 